G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. We're going to connect with an organisation today that was founded as far back as 1874. You may be aware of the words of Jesus who said, Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those with leprosy. Freely you have received, freely give. Well, believe it or not, leprosy still poses a problem in some nations. And while there are some modern treatments, the aim for a leprosy-free world is still the focus of the leprosy mission in Australia. The Australian team is part of a 30-member alliance worldwide. Andrew Newmarch leads Leprosy Mission in Australia. He's joining us. Andrew, welcome along to 2020. Uh, thanks very much, Neil. Yep. Andrew, uh, World Leprosy Sunday is coming up. Give us some insight here into how you keep this focus alive. Well, we, uh, we want to make sure that people remember that leprosy is still an issue, even though it isn't in Australia. Uh, it is in uh, other countries in the world, and uh, it's something that affects people for a long time and uh, um, in many different ways. And so we want to try and make sure that we have a special uh, focus on leprosy so that we can bring that to people's attention and uh, they might be able to support the work that we do. So for us Aussies, out of sight, out of mind. But as you remind us, it still is there in a lot of countries around the world. What's the current state of leprosy in the developing world? Yeah, well, uh, there are three countries where this is a particular issue. India, Brazil and Indonesia are the three countries that have the most people who are affected by leprosy. Uh, We're looking sort of around 200,000 plus people uh, each year uh, that uh, have uh, leprosy. And uh, some of the numbers are a little bit... uh, wonky at the moment because statistics were very hard to keep accurately uh, through the COVID period Uh, and sometimes it's hard to get all the numbers correct anyway because often these people are in very poor location uh, situations and very remote uh, locations and so it's hard to capture uh, everybody as well as the fact that um, health systems in many of these places are also very poor and the statistics aren't kept well. But we're looking at least around 200,000 people a year. Well, in biblical times, Jesus healed the lepers. And we've got some fairly straightforward medical treatments today. Uh, is it, what is the reason, do you think, that leprosy is still such an issue in these nations? Uh, well, I think uh, partly referred to the fact that it, uh, many of these people live in remote locations But one of the other ones is that there's no vaccine. Uh, Many other diseases have a vaccine for them. And, uh, for example, with COVID, we're able to develop that very quickly. Uh, But there is no vaccine for leprosy, even though 
there is uh, there are medications that can can help cure it, but it can't prevent it at at this point of time. So that's that's a really big issue, uh, and that's apart from the health systems that I mentioned previously, where uh, back in around 2000. Uh, there was a, a drive by the World Health Organization to eliminate what they call eliminate uh, leprosy. And many countries actually did that, but that's one in 10,000 people. But the problem was that as many countries sort of got to that point where they could state, oh, yes, we've eliminated according to that de- definition, uh, the you know, people sort of backed off from working on it to completely eradicate it. And so it continues to be an issue. And the other problem with it is that leprosy incubation can take a long time, in some cases up to 20 years. And when you think of that with relating to with relationship to COVID with you know, a couple of weeks, that's an enormously long time to try and keep on top of uh, a disease. So that's a big problem. Here we are in 2023 and all of the technology, the medical developments, uh, other significant changes or developments that you can see uh, on the landscape so far as treatment for leprosy? Well, certainly a big uh, development occurred around about 1980 or 19, uh, through to 1982, which is the uh, production of, of antibiotics and a combination of three antibiotics that helped to uh, that that we now call multi-drug therapy, and that helped to um, uh, bring people to a point where if they took it, they would not be contagious, say within 48 hours, but they would need to take uh, those drugs for quite a long period of time, uh, in you know, depending on the type of leprosy that they had. In some cases, uh, perhaps six months; in other cases, up to 12 months. And for the majority of people with uh, uh, leprosy. Uh, they were they were kind of cured, but part of the problem is that it's not just about treatments for the leprosy; it's also about discrimination and stigma. And in some cases, that's almost worse than uh, than the disease itself. Um, now, I wanted to tell you a story, and your listeners a story, where of another type of uh, activity relating to leprosy. That, that, that picks up this idea of stigma and discrimination, but also where we've sort of dealt with uh, uh, a, a, a election issues. Now, this might be a, quite a surprise uh, to your listeners that we've affected democracy in Nigeria. And, and the, the reason is this, that in Nigeria, if you want to vote, you have to provide thumb and fingerprints. And so many people with leprosy or skin diseases can't do that because their fingers have been damaged. Now, a consortium of disability organisations that that included the leprosy mission lobbied the government to develop an option. And that's resulted in the Nigerian Electoral Commission introducing facial recognition. And you might think, oh, great, that's all fixed now. But the problem was that electoral office staff in general carried many misguided and inaccurate ideas about leprosy, and they wouldn't go near the people with leprosy. So training was required to change those people's mindsets. Now, we've been able to do that. Uh, We've got a project in Nigeria that's largely funded through an Australian government grant, and we were able to support the training of electoral officers. And that was launched by the Australian, uh, the acting High Commissioner from Australia, 
and was relayed on national television. And this has made a huge difference because electoral officers understand that they can approach people with leprosy without fear. And members of the general public who saw that television uh, um, uh, broadcast are also, and they might be queuing up to register, they also know that they don't need to fear. So this has been an extraordinary uh, development from our point of view and from the people with leprosy in Nigeria and the Electoral Commission. So in some ways, this is you know, uh, your listeners' um, taxes in action. And uh, we've been able to influence uh, really good democracy uh, processes in Nigeria. So we're pretty excited about that. Who would have even guessed that in what we might even think about as an ancient disease might have such major ramifications here in a modern context in an African nation? And with a election that's coming up in Nigeria, 25th of February, undoubtedly yep. uh, we'll be thinking... Uh, that the leprosy mission had a role in helping to make things go smoothly there. Hey, uh, when and, we talk about paying listeners, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Hey, yeah. uh, Andrew. So far as leprosy mission goes, uh, I mentioned it's a really old organisation. Thirty uh, different uh, departments around the world. Uh, how do you reflect on uh, being part of such a wonderful historic organisation that you are? Yeah, I, I think I'm really privileged uh, to be operating with Leprosy Mission. Uh, and one of the really big issues uh, for the Leprosy Mission's founders and subsequent leaders has been the idea of prayer and praying for the work. I think one of the big shifts that's occurred in the history, though, is that we have a situation where in the past, because there wasn't medication, it was all about treatment and caring for people. And often the health systems in many countries weren't in operation. And so it came back to churches and non-government organizations to provide that care and treat for many people. Nowadays, because we've got this MDT that I referred to earlier on, and also because there are national health systems in place. The role of leprosy mission is changing. It's no longer uh, you know, the only repository for people uh, to go to, to, be, to get care. And more than that, the, the drugs that, uh, or the MDT drugs can only be supplied through the government. So there's big shift that we need to think through how we are able to operate effectively. And so some of that might be to be involved in research or to think of new ways in which to find people with leprosy. It might be, for example, through sort of doing tests through schools and assisting education departments or, and health departments to do tests through school kids and teachers and then find kids who might uh, you know, have a positive uh, response and then sort of trace, do contact tracing, something we're familiar with with COVID, uh, back into their households and communities and so find other people. So there are a number of ways which we have to think about how we shift the way we do things because of the changes since the beginning. But still, one of those key things is prayer. That's been a, a standout kind of uh, a component of the leprosy mission from the past and it still is. 
Well, over a 150-year history, uh, you might be almost the victim of working your way out of a job because uh, you've been successful in what you're doing. As you're saying, you've got to look at new ways to see the organisation continue to flourish and to continue to make that really huge difference in the lives of people and especially in those nations that you mentioned, those three nations, India, Brazil and Indonesia, which are the focus uh, for your work as, uh, as it stands. Hey, how do our listeners uh, get involved with Leprosy Mission? Uh, is there some way we can connect with you and be involved? Uh, well, I just mentioned prayer, and I think that's one uh, one aspect that people can pray for us. Uh, but clearly, we need funds to do things, and so uh, people can uh, donate to us, and we have a website uh, that people can go to, and uh, they can. There are a number of different ways uh, in which people can donate through that website. For example, I mean, you can you know, contribute just. Uh, to general donations or there's some specific projects the government funded ones that we have need match what we call match funding uh, we have um, a shop and the you know, proceeds from that you know, go into supporting our work uh, and there are some scholarships uh, that we've got for some, uh, people who've been affected by leprosy so those are possibilities I think one other one that we would also want to promote is is the use of the word leper. Um, you know, we don't use that word anymore, and we try to put the the person before the disease and say people with leprosy rather than the word leper. So that helps people to think about leprosy in a different way as well. Yeah. Well, you've done wonderful work, and you've got your hand to the plough. There are all sorts of big <laughs> initiatives that are still ahead of you. And for listeners to connect with a wonderful organisation, Leprosy Mission, there is a website. Let me point listeners to leprosymission.org.au, leprosymission.org.au, and you'll be able to connect with Andrew Newmarch, who leads Leprosy Mission in Australia. Andrew, thanks so much for giving us an update and sharing those insights with us today on 2020. Thanks very much, Neil. appreciate that. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.